Welcome to Adventures in North Wales from Go North Wales. I'm Megan Llyn and in this series we're exploring more of North Wales with its world-leading outdoor adventure activities, brilliant beaches, thrilling mountain scenery, thriving food and drink industry and fascinating ancient culture and heritage. In this episode, the North Wales landscape lends itself to all sorts of adrenaline-inducing, thrilling experiences. So let's try out some of the best. We'll take an exhilarating boat ride up the Menai Strait. You've got this amazing view because you're sat looking over the front of the boat. Yeah, she's got a turn of speed, but she's like a, a fine GT car. Check out the fastest zip line in the world. Enjoy! And in three, die in... <laughs> but first, we're right at the heart of Snowdonia, just a stone's throw away from Snowdon itself in Kapelkirig. And we're here at the National Outdoor Centre, Plas Brenin. With me is Jack. Nicole, hello. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us here at Plas Brenin, just outside Betuzakoid. Can I ask first, what does Plas Brenin mean? So Plaza Brennan means the king's place, and there's a very interesting story behind our name. So Ooh. the centre was originally a hotel. It opened in 1801 as the Capel Keurig Inn, yeah. and over the course of its illustrious history has quite frequently played host to royalty. So we had Queen Victoria stay with us, Edward VII, George V, and Edward VIII all stayed at some point throughout the building's history. And then in honour of the royal patronage, the, the hotel was renamed from the Capel Keurig Inn to the Royal Hotel. And then sadly, when King George VI died in 1952, a memorial fund was set up in his name. One of the main uses of that fund was to run and establish centres of national recreation, yeah. of which Placer Brennan was one. So the centre was named in his honour as Placer Brennan, meaning the King's Place. The King's Place. Wow. Well, rich history there. So what happens here at Placer Brennan? What is the National Outdoor Centre all about? The National Outdoor Centre is the UK's home of true adventure. It's the place for everyone to come and discover new outdoor sports, improve their performance and have great adventures across a range of activities, including hiking, climbing, kayaking, canoeing, mountain biking and sea kayaking. Uh, we really do offer something for everybody. We have more than 200 different courses available to suit all different abilities and interests. 200? 200, yes. <gasps> Yeah, so we, we cater for a really wide range of different audiences yeah. from individuals, schools, families, groups of friends, corporates, uh, from complete beginners to kind of seasoned professionals or people who've been doing, you know, mountain biking or canoeing, kayaking for a very long time. And we also, one of the most important things that we do is uh, develop and train instructors in these sports so they can then take other people out across the UK and around the world to experience true adventure. So you mentioned um, canoeing and kayaking here. We're sat just off, I th is that Llyn Mumbir? That's correct, yeah. So are these the lakes that you would go on when you're canoeing and, and kayaking? Yeah, so we make heavy use of our lake just on our doorstep and the, you know, Mol Shabod is just right, uh, staring at it out of the window just now as yes, well. And we, you know, So we're very lucky that we can walk or ride or paddle from the centre, but we operate across all of North Wales, throughout Snowdonia National Park, and we also operate across the UK and internationally. We run 
courses up in Scotland in the wintertime to make wow. the most of the good snow. And we also operate an alpine program out in France and Switzerland as well. Wow. So your reach is quite broad. Then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The training stuff here must be the best of the best then. Yeah, we certainly like to think so. Uh, our team are absolutely world class. And beyond the qualifications, everybody at the centre is truly passionate about the outdoors and passing on their knowledge to other people to make sure that they can confidently have their own independent adventures. One of the things that makes us different is that we are a residential centre and we absolutely do offer sort of day experiences or even half day experiences for people who want to come and just sort of drop in and try something out. But one of the things that makes us unique is that we offer longer courses. So we offer weekend courses, five day courses. One of our courses, the, the Fast Track Adventure Pro course for people who are on the fast track to becoming an outdoor instructor lasts just over four months. So people can come and stay with us on site and then we have extensive accommodation, dining facilities, a bar to make it sort of feel very much like a kind of home away from home. And it means that people can concentrate on their learning and on their training. And we kind of take away all of the other things that they might have to think about if they were trying to sort of piece together their own holiday. It's very much a sort of all-inclusive experience here. Thank you so much. Um, Now, I'm uh, kind of keen to get stuck in if... If I'm brave enough, what can I do here now? So that I'm assuming that you're a total beginner. Total beginner in caps lock. (laughs) Total (laughs) beginner, Jack. (laughs) Okay, so we have a great range of what we call epic adventure days. So those are single day experiences for ideal for individuals, couples or families where you can just come with us on site and take part on some activity. So we do have our very own climbing wall on site, okay. which we'd be very happy to take you along to and have a go at if you'd like. I would love, are you Are you going to be there as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. Fantastic. Let's do it. Climb when you're ready. Let's go. And I'm behind you there to support you. Okay. Okay. Oh, is that a bit too? Ideally, the smaller the steps you can take, the better. Yeah. It means you'll stay balanced. Oh, how do I get up to... So left foot there. Left foot, yeah. Okay. And remember, try and keep those arms straight. Yeah, arms straight. Hips in. Hips in. Okay, and then this one, that one. Possibly your left foot just there on that small one here. Okay. Oh, is that sturdy one? Quite a small one. Yeah. Oh, where do I put my hand? (laughs) This one? That one? This one? That one's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where I'm going next. Right foot onto this purple one here, I would suggest. Okay. How are we feeling? Bit nervous. I'm getting higher. <laughs> I'm getting higher. Brilliant. Okay. I reckon one more step. Yeah. And then we'll get you to climb down a little bit. Again. Oh yes, I'm so glad you said that because I I feel very high now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if I go there, this one. That looks good. And that's our goal there. Ah, oh, I got to the top. Touch the top. Oh, congratulations. Well, well thank done. Thank you. Thank you so much for teaching me. Um, Honestly, I will be coming back because I feel like I've found a newfound passion. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. Thank you so much, James. As you can hear... We're no longer on the surface of North Wales. We are inside a mine that you can also experience thanks to Go Below. 
All I can say is I'm so glad that we have these head torches. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see a thing. Mike Morris, thank you so much for agreeing to have a chat with us today. No how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. A little cold, but... Yeah, yeah it's a bit chilly down here, it isn't it? Is. It is. <laughs> it's very chilly. It's a good it's job like you got your coat on. When you walk in, the temperature just falls dramatically, doesn't it? It does. Uh, funnily enough, it's a, it is a sort of constant temperature. It's about 10, 12 degrees all year round. But of course, if it's a bit warmer outside, it feels really cold when you come in. Yeah. Um, and that <laughs> it acts as a bit of a funnel as well. So uh, yeah, there's definitely a cold breeze blowing through today. So where are we right now? Explain to us. So we are in Kumorthin, um, which is a slate mine that started being worked in the 1800s and stopped sort of around 1980s, 1990s. Oh, so quite late then. Yeah, it was being worked up until quite late on a very small scale towards the end. It was in its heyday sort of from about 1860 and onwards. Um, and it was producing a humongous amount of slate. It was the largest slate mine in the world um, wow. at the time. And this is just a small part of what visitors can get involved in at Go Below. I mean, you can visit these caverns, but what else can you do here? What we kind of specialise in is adventurous trips underground. So we've got varying levels of trips um, ranging from, I won't say easy, because even the easiest one is slightly difficult. Um, <laughs> so from kind of easy to medium up to uh, quite difficult sort of 14 hour long trips. And they all involve climbing, traversing, zip wiring, abseiling, um, all underground. Zip wires yeah, underground? Yeah, we've got we've got one in this mine, actually, not too far from where we're what? standing now, which is about 100 metres long. Um, it's the longest underground zip wire in the world, which is quite cool. And we've also got the world's first and only underground freefall machine, which is absolutely terrifying. You just step off a ledge. That and, sounds uh, terrifying. It is, it is. It's just fantastic, isn't it? I'm guessing that these caverns were mined out during the peak of slate mining and you found a, a fantastic new use for them all. It's such a shame to see things like this just sitting there being unused. So we've kind of utilised that and decided that we, we will start bringing people in and doing all this adventurous stuff with them. Yeah. Um, but we also like to, on every single trip, all of our trip staff, are, they're so knowledgeable and they'll inform all the group about the history of whichever mine we happen to take people in that day yeah. um, and just let them know how it was all worked and the, uh, the sort of blood, sweat and tears that went into into Blood, working it. sweat and tears, Literally, indeed. yeah. Now, I was expecting it to be a bit like potholing really squeezing through tiny gaps but it's not like that at all it's huge it is huge yeah the main difference is you put sort of when you think about crawling through little spaces it's kind of uh, associated with caving um caves are all kind of naturally formed so you get small gaps there but with this being a mine there were people working in here constantly um so they wanted to be able to walk around without bashing their heads and things um so yeah no it's nice and open it's also the longest subterranean adventure in the world traveling through a mountain how long does it take to complete a trip down here so in this particular mine, we've got two trips. Uh, we've got our hero trip, which is kind of the, the mid-level trip. And we've got our ultimate extreme trip, which is the top end underground trip that we offer. Uh, the hero takes about six hours. The ultimate extreme takes seven hours from start oh, wow. to finish. So it's a long day underground. You cover a lot of distance. Yeah. Um, there's about seven or eight zip wires on the ultimate extreme. There's bridge crossing. There's all sorts. You know, it's an action-packed day. It's not like you, you do something and then you have to walk an hour to get something else. It's yeah. one thing after another, bang, bang, bang. 
Um, yeah, so people come out absolutely exhausted, and so do we after leading the trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, tell me about the Go Below Challenge. Would I like it? Yeah, you'd love it. It's it's definitely a kind of entry point trip. So a lot of people who have sort of found the website and yeah. figured out what we do, they book onto the challenge first, and they come and give it a go. It's all sort of similar stuff, but on a smaller scale. So okay. the climbs are slightly easier. Mm. There's a, a zip wire in there. There's a really nice boat crossing, actually. There's a nice blue kind of underground lagoon uh, that we cross over in a in a boat, which is really lovely. It's just um, amazing, isn't it? It's it is. All it is. underground. Exactly. You'd never know it was there if yeah. you didn't sort of see it for yourself. But yeah, no, it's a great kind of entry-level trip and people often come and start with a challenge and then sort of progress up through the trips and it's really nice to see. You mentioned a website. What is Go Below's website again? It is www.go-below.co.uk. We've got all the information to all of our different trips on there. Um, we've also got our Mine to Mountain trip on there, which is um, a bit of a unique thing where um, people can come to us and we will take them down to the bottom of this mine, Comorthin which is 1,300 feet below the surface. 1,300 feet yes, below surface? Yes, it is a surface. hell of a long way down. It takes about two or so hours to get there, and that's without <laughs> any stopping. That's purely descending um, to, the, to the bottom of the mine. And, yeah, that's the, the deepest publicly accessible point in the UK. And then we will climb them back out again and head over to Snowdon and uh, head to the top of Snowdon. So, so you're got... literally going from bottom to top literally. or top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. That's a 14-hour trip, that one. It's a really good wow. kind of charity fundraising trip yeah. or, you know, a team building and stuff like that. I'm literally standing here just agog, like I cannot <laughs> believe that this is all underground. I know, it's all hidden, hidden gem. <laughs> hidden gem, yes. that's how it is. Well, <laughs> as wonderful as it is, can we go back up to the surface now? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. No worries. I'm Megan Sheen and this is Adventures in North Wales with Go North Wales. We've travelled north along the edge of the National Park to reach Adventure Park Snowdonia. Justin Everly is the commercial director and he's giving me a tour of everything they've got to offer. Coming down the side, you've got our big vertical drop slides. We've then got a high ropes course which zigzags its way across right the way around the building you can see sort of the uh, stepping stones and what have you so and then obviously there's the soft play three yeah. three level soft play i think that's that top level is about the highest soft play area in wales <laughs> it's a good old drop is down it? to the floor there uh, and viewing gallery and then if i take you down this corridor here i'm not gonna lie i think i'd be very happy in the viewing gallery <laughs> this sounds very adventurous <laughs> Under, under the viewing gallery, we've got 120 metres of caving. So it's indoor caving system. This is so um, cool. What, so do do people people crawl through yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? A proper artificial caving system. Well, just like all around the whole building is just or, like a, yeah, a, a little tunnel that you could get lost in. Correct. There's about, yeah, there's lots of different routes in there. Squeeze chambers and all sorts. Is it sorts. dark? Is it dark for them? We have minimal lighting or we can touch, switch the lights off completely. You can have your, your normal caving light that you'd wear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in shock. I never knew that this was so... Just had absolutely everything. Yeah, and then for those that, you know, maybe feel a little bit claustrophobic, these You've always got these doors. Yeah. Yeah, it's good family activities, great for team building. Yeah. Um, hen do's, stag do's, 
What you find with this one, it's one of the it's one of the harder ones to sell because people, unless you're really into caving, <laughs> yeah. the thought of going down it is is not so appealing to a, to the broad base. Yeah. But the people that come out have always got the biggest smiles. Oh, have they? Yeah. So, so I feel yeah, like I'm probably like. I'd be one of the scared ones to go down this, <laughs> yeah. but knowing that there are so many doors that you can just like, okay, I need to escape. I feel like maybe I could do it. Maybe yeah. I'd be able to do I'm it. I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I feel like with, especially with this tunnel and the climbing, these are just things that you would absolutely find in North Wales anyway. So if you, do you feel like you've taken a lot of inspiration from yeah, the surroundings? Yeah, one of the taglines we use for Adrenaline Indoors is inspired by nature because yeah. I think every, everything is. I mean, that even works for our Wave Lagoon. I think a lot of it is is we, when we were designing it, you, you think back to your childhood. What did you like doing when you were kids? Yeah. And it was climbing, it was tunneling, it was building dens. We've built a, a facility which is fantastic for all ages yeah. so whether you're the mum the dad or the child or you're a stag group a birthday party we've had um wigan warriors st helens we've How had sports teams through oh, yeah wow. had the under 20s welsh rugby team come through so you know it's just limitless really what yeah. you can do with it all opening on tuesday is not only our adventure park but a 106 bed Hilton Garden Inn Hotel. Wow! And where's that base then? That's right opposite side of the lagoon. So I can show you shortly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's brand spanking new. It's got the Wave Garden Spa in there. It's got conference rooms, wedding suites, 106 bedrooms, Zephyr's Bar, stocking all local wow. fresh produce. So yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. And Indeed. obviously there's so many things to do here. You can come back day after day, couldn't you? We certainly hope so. <laughs> yes, that's the aim. <laughs> that's the plan, absolutely. What we think as well as as well as the park, and I get asked this a lot, it's the location because you've got better sequoid just up the road. You've got Conway just down the road. Yeah. So it is a great place to explore North Wales. Really is. And you've shown us a bit of the inside of the adventure park. Over my shoulder, there seems to be quite a big lake. Yes, um, indeed. Tell me about this huge lake here. Yeah, that, that is our, our, our lagoon, as we call it. Because <laughs> it, it, was, it was the world's first inland commercial surf lagoon. Wow. So, yes, it's all man-made waves, which provide waves basically for all levels of surfing, beginner, intermediate and advanced. And so you obviously can control how high they go. The, the lagoon, the way it's split, it's really clever, actually. The, the reef is designed in such a way that one rotation of the wave from left to right or right to left actually creates three different levels of wave. So you have an advanced, intermediate and beginner surfers all in the lagoon at the same time. Oh. They just pick the wave up at different points. And then this year as well in that lagoon, um, we are introducing open water swimming sessions in the morning oh. and then stand up paddle boarding uh, last thing in the day as well. So how high do the waves go? Uh, it's about two metres at its highest point, yeah. Well, that's taller than me. Yeah, taller than you. To give, <laughs> to give the listeners an idea, it, it's the size of six football pitches, our lagoon. Wow. Yeah, six, six million gallons of, of water, which come from the reservoirs of Snowdonia, basically. Basically, the water comes down the big pipes in Dolgarog, gets used by the power station next door, and then it takes a, a sharp right and fills our lagoon for us. 
That's insane. That's so incredible. So you're using the resources that you have around uh, you. Absolutely. And then also, funnily enough, we, we need to be able to discharge into the Conway estuary. So there's no chemicals, there's no chlorine, there's nothing in our water. It's all UV treated. So, yeah, it's a nice like, environmental story, really. Would you be able to kind of get like a package with the hotel and the and the Adventure Park itself? Yeah, absolutely. If you, I mean, if you head to our website, it's adventureparksnodonia.com, but there's links there. You'll see we do a surf and stay package. We do spa and stay packages. We do adventure stay. And then also we've got 32 glamping pods on site as well. Wow. So if you guys look out of that window, you'll you'll see the glamping oh, pods. Oh, I see them. And then that's another new facility for this year is our pump track that we've we've built there. You've literally got something for everyone. Yeah, I think we pretty much have. Yeah. 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 Justin, tell me, what would you say to someone who's never been to North Wales about visiting the area? Wow. Well, I'd say first of all, if you've never been, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, no, I, th- I think, I honestly do think we've got the best of everything here. You know, you go from stunning coastline to stunning mountains in a matter of minutes. Yes. We've got some of the most stunning castles and uh, historical monuments around. I think we've got a great food and beverage scene, which gets better year after year. And then, you know, we've got some of the world's and it is the world's leading attractions here there is just so much and you know whether you're a family whether you're a couple whether you're an older couple younger couple there really is something for everyone Adventure Park Snowdonia, we've travelled up to Anglesey for something a bit special. I'm in Menai Bridge and I'm about to take the world's fastest rib boat on the strait directly under the actual Menai Suspension Bridge. Tom Ashwell is the man from Rib Ride and Tom, okay, I'm entrusting you with my life here. Are you ready? Oh, don't worry. We do this all the time. You're in safe hands. <laughs> oh, good, good. That is what I want to hear. So tell me about this very impressive boat that I'm strapped into. So Velocity is a 12-meter boat. Uh, she's custom built. She's built on a, a very specific design of hull and bolted to the back. We have three Yamaha 300 horsepower engines. Wow, that's incredible. Mm. A yes. lot of power then. A lot of power. But she's a very elegant and beautiful boat. She's an elegant and beautiful boat. And I think that's the bit of the message that I I always like to get across is actually this is such a fantastic boat to cruise on because, you know, the seats, we put huge amounts of effort into making those seats really safe and comfortable and non-challenging for people to sit in. And you've got this amazing view because you're sat looking over the front of the boat. Um, Everybody's in comfort and she cruises so, so well. Yeah, she's got a turn of speed. But she's like a, a fine GT car, you know. Oh, she's, wow. She will, Stylish. She will go, but there's some style here. So if you just want to cruise, she feels fantastic. How fast can she go then? Uh, she will travel at motorway speeds, which motorway on the water speed. is a challenge that's quite quite a thing to achieve so obviously given the correct areas so when we're away from other people and we're in a uh, an area that's responsible where we don't have um other traffic or animals or stuff like that to interfere then we can open her up and uh yeah she's she's quite impressive how many people can you fit on her uh she will seat 12 oh that's quite a good size party good, good then. party yes we do get those groups 
get the hen groups and yes. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know this may sound like a silly question, but um, will I get wet? No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. We get lots of questions. People saying, you know, do we do we need to know how to swim? Well, if if you do, I'm not doing my job properly. <laughs> uh, no. The only reason you you would get wet is rain. We don't stop for rain because if we did here in North Wales, we probably wouldn't stay. You'd in run business. once a year. Yeah. <laughs> It does rain a little. <laughs> but so I won't get wet from like the sprays or anything. No, no. Will my blow dry get ruined? Yes, I will ruin your hair. <laughs> I will absolutely destroy your hair. The, obviously the speed of the boat, but obviously we're in the open as well. It's quite a breezy place. So of course, yeah. uh, there is the, the, the odd occasion that maybe a bit of spray might be taken over the side in very strong winds, but not not really. So what will we see on the exhilarating journey that we're on then? Depending on which direction we go, we kind of choose that on the day. So it might be down to uh, Plasnewith, the Marcus of Anglesey's house, which is a National Trust house. We go through the bridges, uh, or under the bridges, sorry, and through the swellers. Um, it might be up Glengarth, which is the row of houses on the side up here, opposite Bangor Pier. We can see uh, the Bangor University buildings. Um, and then out past Bamaris, uh, off to uh, towards the Puffin Iron area. So, so the open water out there, where it's uh, quite a nice place to go and run out. You don't just do fast boats, do you? You offer all sorts of trips around this stunning coast. Yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, when we started this 16 years ago, we assumed that everybody just wanted a white knuckle thrill ride, and and it's so far from the truth. Actually, what we discovered is that that we're storytellers. The most important part of of what we do is the character of the skipper. So it doesn't really matter, you know, what what your boat is. You can have the most exciting boat in the world, but if it's driven by somebody who's a bit dull who's not interested in his customers or her customers then yeah where's the fun in that so so that's the most important part of what we do is, is our skippers and obviously you're just surrounded by such stunning scenery it is good isn't it it is good isn't <laughs> it, it is good i'll be smug about North that Wales good. is good yes. <laughs> <laughs> well you speak so passionately about your job you clearly love what you do to me Life needs to be full of passions, and this is a passion. And we're not here for the money. Uh, we, we put everything back and make sure that we just get better and, and better at what we do. So we're about to set off. Any last-minute advice for me? Hold on to your hair. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to my hair and uh, hold on for dear life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, fab. Well, let's go then. Thank you so much, Tom. My pleasure. Let's go. The good news is that I'm back on dry land, but I'm not too sure I'm going to have my feet on the ground for too long because we're at Penryn Quarry, the home of Sipworld. Nestled in the Bethesda Mountains is this huge quarry with this one huge sip line. And I feel that that may be the one that I'm going on. I think that's the Velocity sip line. Andrew, hi. Hello. So you're the commercial director here at SipWorld. Tell us about this site, the original SipWorld, because this is the first one. How did it come about? Yeah, so, so you guys are at the Penryn Quarry site today, yes. which the sun has just come out as well, which is, <laughs> which is handy because it was a bit miserable before. So this was the very first site back in 2013. Sean and then the, then the directors started this zip line. Yeah. And they basically had a conversation in a pub, thought this would be a great venue to string a zip line across, and then suddenly 
Three years later, with a bit of the Welsh government help and support as well, they managed to get a zipline underway. And they had about 33,000 visitors for the first year and had two ziplines. You know, that, that, that was the product. Yeah. And it was huge. And it, had, it was the fastest zipline and still is the fastest zipline in the world. Wow, that is quite the line, is it? The fastest zip line yeah. in the world. Um, but what else can visitors do when they come to the Penryn Quarry here? Well, what's great here is, and that's the, that's the difference between 2013, the guys were operating out of a, a wooden hut, effectively. Yeah, yeah 33,000 people, very exciting zip line, great experience. And now, fast forward to 2021, we're sat in a 170-seat uh, restaurant um, called Blondin, and it has a great menu, We've got a number of other products here as well. So we've got the Quarry Carts product, which is a three-wheeled, amazing experience on a four-kilometre track. So you'll eventually get up to the top, where hopefully with the sun out now, you'll get amazing views of the Manai Straits and Anglesey. And that's actually the starting point for the Quarry Carts as well. You might have noticed the red tram outside. So that's a reproduction Victorian tram. Wow. That's now a pizza place. So this site has developed into a destination, and that's what we're trying to achieve. So there's more than just the the zip lines do. You can all come here. And you know, have a meal. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did kind of notice the beer pump. Yeah, just, to, just to calm your nerves. Yeah. And you've got the outside kind of platform where you can see yeah. all the zip liners coming down. It's a, it's a viewing gallery. Yeah. So when you come here as a, and that's the other great thing. So it's not just about we've really thought about the visitor, but we've also thought about the spectator. Yeah. So when someone comes to do the zip, or they might have bought a present for their parents or their their dad, their brother, sister, whatever, you can actually see as a spectator your family member or friend flying past the restaurant while you're having a drink. Yeah. So as as a spectator, and you can see the Blue Lagoon Lake just beyond us there. It is so crisp, isn't it? It's like something from, it's like a lake from Canada even. It's so blue. It looks super inviting. It does. Apparently it's freezing though, so don't be tempted to have a a dip. (laughs) But it is, you don't expect it, do you? When you no. think of a, a slate quarry, slate quarries are often quite harsh environments. Yeah. Here, we've got it all. And yeah, you can sit, relax yeah. and enjoy and just soak up the atmosphere. It's like the slates, it's like 50 shades of grey and purplish. And then you've got the, you've got trees scattered with a bit of greenery and then there's just stunning blue we'll have to lagoon steal that in the for middle. Marketing, 50 shades of slate, I like that. <laughs> um, it is, and, and the light here at the right time of day can be spectacular as well. It, it's got a lot going for this site. We, yeah. you know, this site in itself is, is somewhere just to come for a meal and enjoy what's happening around, let alone the attractions. Yes. Yeah. Well, this slate quarry actually before was one of the biggest ones in the world. It was the biggest man-made hole in the world until 1952, I believe. This had 3,000 workers on it back in the Victorian Did times. Did it? Literally hanging off those slate cliff off edges. Those rocks. Mining. So each layer that you see, that's all man-made and there'd be families working each layer. So in the Victorian times, this was a visitor attraction. People used to come here just to see Just to see the, the miners. Workers. Yeah. <gasps> that's that's incredible, isn't it? And it's had such a journey. Now it's one of the biggest attractions in the whole of UK. Yeah. The whole of UK. And, uh, there isn't many places like this. So, you know, when people think, what's next for Zip World? Mm. Well, I can't see us having sort of 30, 40, <laughs> these types of Zip, no. because there isn't the no. topography. So we're aiming to, you know, we just opened the South Wales site. 
Yes, know, I was. Fourth destination now. Fourth destination. Yeah. So where are the second and third destinations then? So not too far away from here. So the the other one is the forest site in Betis Sequoia. <gasps> right. Okay, so that's about twenty five minutes from here. Yeah. Which obviously Betis is is very well known for a really Betis yes. area. It's got our forest site there, which is more family oriented. So mm-hmm. even more attractions there. And then Blanis Fasiniog, which is another slate quarry site, but more underground as well as above ground. So we've actually Ooh. got cavern systems in there. Bounce below is the big bouncy underground nets. I've heard of that. Yeah. It's like a big trampoline. It's under. like a big trampoline, but lit up amazingly with different colours wow. and just a, an unbelievable environment. Uh, so it's the size of a cathedral inside. It's that it's sort of cavern <laughs> system. If you think huge. about it like that, it gives you an idea of that how big is that huge. is. And that has a four-person zipline as well, like here, but rather than laying down like Superman that you do here, you'd be sat down. Oh, you're sat yeah. down. So it's a bit more relaxed, but, you know, nonetheless, it is an amazing experience. So each site has something different to offer. What we really want to do is every site has its own brand signature. In South Wales, the signage is in like a rusty steel because yeah. that mirrors the pit head. Yes. You know, so if you think about when you come here, it's a slight experience. When you go to South Wales, it's a coal mining experience course, and yeah. they should be distinctly different so it gives people an, an opportunity to visit you know the four different sites and get four different completely different experiences so the welsh heritage is quite prominent in you know the design and just the inspiration in in all the these sites you have in wales and uh, yes again and we'll always be a welsh company we'll always be a north Wales wales company so it's not like again it's it's part of the welsh welcome that people feel that they're coming to a, a site that's completely different and unique to anything they've ever experienced and they get rid of feel of that, what it might have been like. Yeah. I mean, we're not a museum, of course. This is very much about <laughs> modern day, but it's this this landscape is epic. So back to the actual zip line here in Pendring Quarry, can anyone have a go? How old do you have to be to take part? You know, how old was the oldest visitor that um, you've had on the zip line? I, I recall, and that's a great question, I recall the oldest being in their 90s, and what you, a daredevil! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, can't imagine my grandparents. That, I think being that was that definitely brave. a bucket list uh, thing for them to do, and they came with their family. And it, uh, yeah, I wasn't here for the day, but some of my colleagues were, and so it was unbelievable. That's so brilliant. And I'm guessing visitors come from the rest of the UK, given, but all over the world as well to have a go here. Yeah. Having the world's fastest zipline gets you that huge audience. Yes. We're, we're, we're particularly strong on social media. Mm. And of course, all of that user-generated content, you know, people just filming themselves here, yeah. having just come off the zipline, sharing it with friends. It means the content goes worldwide. Mm. So we do get international travelers. We do get people from all around the UK. And if you think about the drive time here, the average drive time for Velocity is two and a half hours. Is it? So that's that's the distance a lot of people are travelling yeah. on average. So if you think about a theme park, they usually have about an hour's drive time. Yeah. But with this, it really is a pull factor for yeah. a lot of people. And so from a conversation down at the pub, yeah. it's kind of taken the world yeah. by storm, I mean, we, we have the same conversations, but they're, they're in a board meeting now. Yeah. But you, you, get the, you get the sense that this, this business has not lost any of its entrepreneurial yeah. you know, outlook. I mean, yeah. it is an entrepreneurial business. It flies very quickly. There's some great people within this business that are passionate about experiences. And whether it's you have a burger here 
where you fly down the zipline, everything should be an experience. Yes. And that's what we're about. Well, now talking of going a long way in a remarkably short space of time, I believe you're going to put me on Velocity 2, the fastest zip line in the world. I am quite nervous. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But what can I expect, like, apart from me completely losing my voice from screaming and completely freaking out? Okay. What can I expect? Well, I don't, I don't want to take the best bits away because I think everyone finds their own uh, experience with this. But what I would say is you're going to get a genuinely unique buzz and experience from this. You'll get to the top and then you'll get some unbelievable views, hopefully, if this if this sun continues. And then you'll look down that mile-long zip and you'll get ready to get into, into oh. position. You've got you all strapped in. Enjoy! And in three, die in! Oh my god, that was incredible! That was incredible. Honestly, I held my breath for the whole of that, but the, I'm like still shaking. That was just so insane! I'm never gonna forget that. I am never ever gonna forget that. That was just brilliant. That was so brilliant. I kind of almost want to say that I want to do it again. That's how brilliant it was. Oh, God. Highly recommended. I hope that has given you a taste of just some of the incredible adrenaline attractions here in North Wales. There's loads that we didn't even get a chance to visit. Head to gonorthwales.co.uk to find out more. Remember to hit subscribe and rate the podcast. In the next episode, we'll be checking out the unique landscapes that make North Wales what it is. From me, Megan Llin, feeling a little bit sick at Zip World. <laughs> Hopefully see you soon here in North Wales. Pwilwaur!